everybody. Oh, man. I don't even know where to start. I do not even know where to start. The Edmonton Oilers lose their fifth straight game at home to the Seattle Kraken by a score of 5-3. to three. Once again, absolutely embarrassed on home ice. Disgusting performance. We'll break it down. We'll walk through the entire game. We'll break down the larger ramifications of the Oilers' play and all that and more. Uh, trade the team rant. Wise Kyle. Wise Kyle. Oh, man. But first, let me say what's up to everyone in chat. We got David W. joining us. Wise Kyle. Dennis, obviously my guy who couldn't be here tonight. Uh, he's recovering from the flu. Hopefully, he gets back for the next game. I don't know if I can do it solo again. I actually might end up in the loony bin. So, there's that. But yeah, Dennis, hopefully you feel better. Sucks you couldn't join us live on the stream tonight, but glad to see you're here in chat. Black Massacre with the question mark. Me too, man. Me too. But yeah. But yeah. Honestly, so I don't forget to do it right off the bat. Let's jump into the ad read. Then we'll get into the whole, I don't know, what game, if you want to call it that. But anyways, think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction, whether it's hockey, football, or basketball. Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com SDPN. That's sportsinteraction.com SDPN. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. All right. All right. Well, I'm looking at the chat, guys. I'm looking at the chat. Hey, Lindsay, how's it going? Let me know what you thought about that. Because to me, when I when when that first period ended and the Oilers were up one nothing, I was genuinely proud of that team. I thought they played that first period phenomenally. I thought the defensive play was there. I credited Barry specifically for his in-zone defense, which sounds crazy at this point, but oh, MGD, we're here for you. Thank you so much. But yeah, I credited Barry um, for his in-zone defense specifically. I thought the Oilers as a whole were playing super tight. The game definitely started off a little choppy. There was a ton of whistles, icings, offside. Seattle was on their toes, definitely. Obviously, the last time they played the Oilers five days ago, they were not. Oilers bit them in the ass. This time, completely different story. They showed up. Oilers go up early on the power play. Uh, second period starts. McDavid comes down, does McDavid stuff. Beats Carson Soucy wide, tucks it past Martin Jones. And then the game completely changes on an Evan Bouchard penalty. Oh, man. It, it, it was absolutely ridiculous. But uh, before the game starts, let's. I can't get ahead of myself because I could go on a giant 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 rant today but yeah let's try and let's try and look at the game itself here first for everyone here but yeah Clem Costin let's look at the positives Clem Costin back in the lineup that was awesome I was sure he had a high ankle sprain broken ankle whatever it was I I was absolutely shocked and super happy for the guy that he's back in the lineup obviously Leon back tonight getting back 120 point 50 goal scorers nothing to laugh at that makes your team and your power play specifically significantly better and you saw that tonight the Oilers power play did look good despite one of their goals getting called back in the third period um but yeah also before I forget there's only 17 of you watching now but we we, we got eight likes let's make our like goal today what should our like goal be what should our like goal be you know what I want to make it 22 because I thought Tyson Barry uh, specifically, uh, as far as Oilers go, had a decent game, but 22 is not high enough. What should it be? You know what? 
We'll make it for the guys watching the stream after. We'll make it 55 for Dylan Holloway. I thought he was one of the few Oilers who was on tonight. Uh, he, Him and Ryan McLeod specifically, especially in the first and second periods, they showed up. They were the first line of the game who actually had sustained offensive pressure. Um, the Oil, when, the, when the game started, Seattle kind of came out a little hard. Uh, the Oilers were a little bit back on their heels. Like I said, it was choppy. The 55 and 71 duo with Derek Ryan comes on the ice. They gain pressure. They establish a cycle. They make a couple good plays. They build momentum, and it just keeps going from there. All of a sudden, 10 minutes into the game, the Oilers are absolutely dominating the Kraken. Like, make no mistake, the Oilers were the far, 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 far better team in the, in that first 10 minutes. And I noticed, it seemed like 97 was a little bit more emotional on those missed chances. I think he knows. Like, you can see he knows where the state of this team is. The fact that he is having one of the best seasons since Mario Lemieux. And the Oilers are struggling to stay in a wild card spot. Uh, did Calgary win today? Let's check that out quickly. Uh, Calgary lost in regulation. So again, the only saving grace, the only saving grace tonight is that Calgary and the rest of the Pacific Division sucks. I mean, Seattle obviously beat Edmonton. Edmonton's included in the Pacific Division sucking right now because they are atrocious. But yeah, let's run through everything here. Let's continue on. 97, he, to me, I know this is only based on minute shots. They show him on the broadcast for two seconds, and he misses a chance. That first chance he had when he came down streaking him on Martin Jones, takes a shot, misses, you see him. And then... I don't know. To me, it seemed like he was just more mad. You saw Broberg mess up a scoring chance early in the game, and, he, and it didn't look like 97 was too happy with him. I thought he was very um, he, he was very emotional. Uh, in the first period, Stuart Skinner showed up because the Oilers were playing solid defensively. I felt like the structure was there in the first period. I even wrote down, I noticed that uh, CeCe, Kulak, Nurse, they were they were really physical on the Seattle uh, forwards. They were There was extra emphasis placed on breaking up that Seattle forecheck. Don't know what happened to it after the first period, but specifically in the first period when the Oilers allowed zero goals against, it it was there and it was noticeable. Um, yeah, man, that was so tough. But yeah, and then because you have that defensive pressure and you are sticking to your systems, Skinner, you allow Skinner to breathe and you allow him when he has to make a big save to do it. Uh, he comes out, he robs Vince Dunn on a Seattle three-on-one. Uh, later in the period, Leon goes up the ice makes a boneheaded cross-ice pass, tries to make it through like three Seattle Kraken, right to Bouchard. Obviously, it defects off one of the Seattle Kraken. Daniel Spong with a breakaway. Stuart Skinner comes way up to challenge it, stops him again. Like, to me, Stuart's, every you had every indication that Stuart Skinner was on tonight, right? So to me, there's more to him getting pulled tonight than just bad play by the goalie. If you go back and you watch all four of Seattle's goals that they scored in the first period, look at the Oilers defenseman on the play. The, Seattle's, they, they're not boxed up. They're not tied up. They're free to do whatever they want in front of the net. On the, I think it was either the second or the third goal, the Yanni Gord goal, uh, that was the, I want to say the 3-2 goal in the, in the third, in the second period. Both Nugent Hopkins and Bouchard don't, are right there, but neither of them have. And he completely taps in a rebound on what was a super nice Stuart Skinner save. Like, Stuart Skinner, from the second period on, no support whatsoever garbage you cannot expect to win this is chl hockey this is horrible we all watch team canada at the world juniors the, those guys are 17 years old some of them they are allowed to make plays like that 
the Edmonton Oilers, with the skill and the stature and the gravitas that these guys have, they cannot be making these plays. Just garbage, brain-dead plays on the second goal. So I'll just, I'll just start. Turning point of the game, after McDavid scores, that beautiful goal, whatever, Connor McDavid, awesome, fantastic, what else is new, is the Evan Bouchard penalty. Was it a penalty? Was it not? I don't know. I don't really care. Takes that holding interference, whatever it was, and Seattle comes out, score on the power play, and Edmonton just starts reeling. All that hard work that they built to establish everything. Completely out the window. Next shift, Brett Kulak takes trips one of Seattle's guys. Can't remember who it was. And on the delayed penalty, Jaden Schwartz, who hadn't scored in like 12 games or whatever, had one goal in like 12 games, um, scores, ties the game, reeling. Within two seconds, both goals. Ridiculous play. Like, you you have to have the mental strength to be able to withstand withstand a goal against, especially when you're winning. Like, Take a breather. Your coach shouldn't have to call it. I understand, and I, I like the move by Woodcroft to call a timeout, but your coach shouldn't have to do it. Like, how weak are these guys that it just keeps happening consistently over and over again? And I can bash on these guys, and at the end of the day, it doesn't make a difference. Uh, it's every game. It's the same damn issue. Every game. I know every single person watching this broadcast is probably sick, sick of me yelling and screaming about the issue but you can shuffle the deck chairs mix the kool-aid put a different dress on it 25 times but it's the same damn issue let's check the ice time tonight for the defenseman hey uh let's see uh okay it's not as spread out as i thought darn on there still played 20 25 minutes i mean the, the ice time actually i thought phil bro phil broberg played 15 and a half minutes i definitely didn't think he would have played 15 and a half i definitely thought I, he definitely got benched by woodcroft uh for a bit there but besides the point doesn't matter whether the defense is super spread out or they're playing all equal minute distribution the fact of the matter is right now the Edmonton Oilers defense is bottom of the nhl garbage atrocious unacceptable defense every single defenseman on this team is capable of playing better. But we are ha almost halfway through the season. And I, in the offseason, was ready to trade Tyson Berry as a captain. I would have attached a pick. to You didn't have to, but I'm just giving you a perspective on what my mentality was towards Tyson Berry. I thought he was an absolutely horrible defender. Do you know how bad your defense has to be that Tyson Berry is your most consistent defender through almost half of the season? What? How? That is so, so, so bad. Do you think any other Stanley team with Stanley Cup aspirations teams ready to go all in? Their best defender is Tyson Berry? Do you remember... Colorado was ready to shoot him out the door. Toronto brought him in for Nazem Kadri. They couldn't get rid of him fast enough. We, Oilers fans, the last couple years could not get rid of this guy fast enough. And now he's one of our best defensemen just because the other guys suck. They can't keep their heads above water. Oh my God. It's so, so, so infuriating. I don't, I don't even know what to say. I'm at a loss for words because every time I come here and talk, 
by myself to you guys. It's the same story. I feel like I'm cursed. Five in a row at home. Five in a row. This is the same story as last year. Last year, at this time of year, they sucked. And you know what happened? They got their coach fired. The coach ain't getting fired this year. That shot in the arm is not coming. I do not think it's the coach's fault. Are there things I would like Jay Woodcroft to do different? Absolutely. But it's not him. I He's dealt the cards that he's dealt, and he's trying to do what he believes is best with those cards. The problem is the cards that he has are not good enough. Now, there, I've said this before, there are many cards you have that can you can turn this team around so fast. That's that's probably why this is so frustrating. Every single one of you watching, all all 35 of you can see the potential. Every single one of you Oilers fans knows how good some of these players on this team are. But they're just not in the right roles. They're either not playing up to their potential, they're not in the right roles, or they don't have the support. This team has a whole on the defense, the size of a city bus. They have the most glaring hole in the in-zone defense. When when Jay Woodcroft took his timeout after Seattle tied it, I've never seen him that mad. The guy was beat red, screaming. The guy's a beacon of positivity. Love him or hate him, he's a beacon of positivity. He's a player's coach. He's positive to no end. He'll never shit on his team. And for him to be that upfront and that public with getting that mad... It shows just how frustrated he is. And you have Louie on the broadcast citing the team's in-zone defense. It's garbage. Bouchard. I'm a huge Evan Bouchard defender. Horrible game tonight. You saw at the end of the game when they were down 4-2, he started playing guilty, and then he started making really good plays. But up until then, his defense was non-existent. It can't be that bad. You're just making brain-dead mistake after brain-dead mistake. And it's a calamity of errors because Bouchard makes a mistake and Nuch doesn't have his guy and oh, yeah, Mark's on the other side of the ice and where's Costin? All of a sudden, it's in the back here now. Every pairing. And then we have Mc... Then Woodcroft is scrambles. He goes to McDrive. Do I like McDrive? No. Do I understand why Jay Woodcroft goes to McDrive? Absolutely. Because what else does he have to do? That's his That's his last-ditch effort. That's his, oh, shit. Well, you know what? Our defense sucks. I understand. I know these guys aren't that good defensively when they're together because all they do is think offense. But screw it. We'll win this game 6-4 again. Hey, Dennis Lee, call up Greg McKegg. Bunting on speed dial. Sorry, and sorry guys. I've been neglecting the chat. I really have. Uh, but Tyler Throw, that second period was inexcusable. That was one of the worst periods we've seen this season. It's getting worse. Again, you had the Winnipeg game. Okay, you played decent. They, uh, Dustin Nielsen keeps bringing up this stat, or he brought it up a while ago, and I still, to my knowledge, think it rings true. The Oilers have not allowed less than two goals on back-to-back -back nights this season, and it is January 3rd. How bad does your defense... Like, you you have the two top two, the top two scorers in the NHL over the last five years. You have the pillars that you can build a contender with so fast but you're just sitting on your hands and doing nothing and obviously what i'm saying is directed to ken holland because what i think is going on is ridiculous last year and i see a lot of people saying citing the play of the Oilers last year oh they were this bad last year they're a second half team the bob stall from the bike so they're a second half team what they're not saying is the coach got fired and they lucked into getting a 30 goal left winger through a 
crazy circumstance that's never going to happen again, hopefully. I mean, Jacob Vrana was put on waivers today, I guess. So you never know what's going to happen, but they're not getting Vrana. As much as I would love them to get Vrana, they don't have the cap space to get Vrana. And uh, that cap space needs to be used on number six in Arizona, Jacob Chicken. I'm trying not to just go on a chicken rant, though, because you guys have all heard it a million times from me. But... Campbell came in. Uh, let's check. What Campbell do? What did he, when Stuart Skinner gets pulled, not his fault, I don't think, at least. Like, was it his best game tonight? Absolutely not. Okay, sweet. So in the 23 minutes Jack Campbell played, he was 3-for-3 three three on saves, and he played to a save percentage of 1,000. Awesome. Skinner wasn't great, but again, the defense, like, that is some of the most putrid defense I've seen from a professional hockey team ever. Like, non-existent stick checking that any other team i don't care who you are you're benched you're done but what's woodcock gonna do bench half the team he needs help the team like look at look at, a, at an addition as simple as ryan reeves in arizona ryan reeves the guy pretty much can't skate he's all personality comes into the team and I, last I saw, they were like nine and two, something like that, something ridiculous since since uh, Ryan Reeves got there. Any addition, and it will do something. Do I think any addition is enough? No, I think it's time. Like Jay Woodcroft looked like he wanted to kill Philip Broberg halfway through that game. The guy, I. Again, I've said it a million times. Philip Broberg might be fantastic. It does not matter. You have three years to win until Leon needs a new contract. Those three years, you can have Philip Broberg on your team, or you can move him for someone who's 24. Philip Broberg is 20. Philip Broberg is 22, I think. I want to say he's either 21 or 22. They're turning 22. Jacob Chikrin is 24. You can trade him for someone who is three years older and has what? 18 points in the 20 games he's played this year and is an absolutely he's an elite defender he's a number one defender in the he's a better defend full stop better defenseman than darnell nurse absolutely like what was darnell nurse doing on the second goal he just mugged Stuart skinner for no reason like are you trying to hurt Stuart skinner jack campbell it, it, knock on wood nothing happens like that but jack campbell gets hurt or Stuart skinner gets hurt they are done they're missing the playoffs they're done it's atrocious. Dennis, what's your saying? If this team doesn't make a move before the deadline, are we even making the bus? Dennis, the deadline isn't till March. If they don't make a move in the next two weeks, I don't think they're making the playoffs. They need that shot in the arm. They got it last year with Evander Kane. They, that's when they came out of that slump. It started with Kane. They lost two more games. They fired Dave Tippett. Then they took off and never looked back. The same can happen this year. You have goalies that are mediocre Stuart Skinner can get on runs where he's playing Vesna level he's a rookie though this is first season in the NHL like we can't expect him to be playing fantastic all the time right like you, just like with Bouchard how you allow for these gaps you allow for those mistakes you have to do the same with Stuart Skinner and and he's earned a level of respect and a, a level of leash that allows for you to understand okay he didn't have a bad game but when Campbell doesn't have a bad game the problem is they were this they score six goals and they sometimes win. Like, I'm, I want to say Campbell on the year has a winning record, which is unbelievable considering he's, like, the second worst save percentage in the NHL, I believe. I'm not looking at the stats right now. But it's just so 
unacceptable. And I keep saying the word unacceptable, but, but what other adjective is there to use? Send Skinner down and bring up Picard. I, I want to say Picard's been bad and Picard's been hurt. I know Olivier Rodrigue's been playing really well down there, but um, I don't think the team's ready for Olivier Rodrigue. What else is going on in chat? Mattman says, I'm sure Chicago's defense is worse. Uh, why JVR? Uh, JVR, like, would he be an awesome fit? Yeah, but I, they have a limited amount of cap space, and I am so using that on defense. When I see the prices for guys like Vladislav Gavrikov, a first-round pick, plus a third, the David Savard price, I want to blow my brains out. Gavrikov is no better than Brett Kulak. Is Brett Kulak good? Yeah, I really like Brett Kulak. Did he have a good game tonight? No, he did not. But I really like Brett Kulak. Vladislav Gavrikov is Brett Kulak. Imagine paying a first and a third round pick for Brett Kulak, maybe a little more physical. Horrible. Horrible. There were people who thought they got rinsed on the Brett Kulak trade uh, when they just gave him a second. Obviously, don't think they did. But like, can you, even if they signed Brett Kulak, but they gave up a first and a third, I, horrible, it would, it would have been horrible, that's obviously didn't happen, but that's the potential with Gavrikov, the guy's looking for five million dollars on his next deal, more than Jacob Chicken. I do not understand what they don't see in him, I don't understand what the pro scouts believe is wrong with him, is it because he plays in Arizona and they just don't watch him, like, Every metric, every person who loves hockey, every person who literally puts on just highlights on Twitter, you can see. Oh, those Leafs are all jokes to not to be taken serious, but it's Kenny. So, um, oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, man, I, it's getting really tough. What else is going on in chat here? Uh, talking about Sheldon Keith for some reason. All right. I know I've said this before, Lindsay, but, but it's time to banish Ken Hall into the shadow realm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are using the Clem Costin Dmitry Samarukov trade as a means to prove that Ken Holland is this actually phenomenal GM. And has he made great moves? Yes. Hyman signing. Love it. Ryan Eugene Hopkins signing. Love it. Evander Kane signing. Love it, frankly. Um, but there's so many other moves that he's made that have just handcuffed the team. Like that Cassian contract, you tied up $3 million and you had to trade away a first-round pick to get rid of your own mistake, right? The Broberg pick. Could the Broberg pick be good? Yes, but right now they don't need Philip Broberg. They need to win a Stanley Cup. Uh, Matt, man, I can see Campbell having a comeback soon. You, I hope so, but frankly, I won't believe it until I see it. Hater McDader, last year of Ken Holland's contract. Uh, I think he has one more year if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure it's a five by five highest paid gm in the nhl to drink chai tea and watch the goonies the guy's an idiot i can't i can't stand i can't stand to see him sit pat i can't stand to see him hang tight for for another season because if no moves are made the trend's going to continue they're in a such a crucial stretch of play right now they're up against a ton of pacific like if i go to the Oilers schedule here. Uh, it's going to take me a second. Uh, they play the Islanders. Then they play Colorado. Oh, it doesn't look like them. It's just, uh, then LA. Okay. And then um, who else they got next? Then Anaheim. Okay. So it's not as crucial as I thought. Then San Jose. You're not playing the top tier division or any games. But I know they play Seattle pretty soon again here. They're playing Vegas again. Like, you cannot afford to lose these games. Like, if the Oilers lose two in a row, three in a row, or they continue on this lose one, win one, lose two, win two, lose two, win two. Like, 
what do you expect to happen? Again, I've said this before. You have the top two scorers in the last five years. I don't think they should get... Matt Man enlighten me. Why don't you think they should get Jacob Chirkin? Please, I would love to know. I would love to. Darnell Nurse's old old coach was Sheldon Keefe in the suit. Yes, he was. Uh, I... Yes. Uh, why is Kyle? The Oilers will be better when Kane gets back. Kane, here. Here's the thing. I agree. Will the Oilers be better when Evander Kane comes back? Yes, absolutely. I totally agree they'll be better when Evander Kane comes back. They miss Evander Kane's energy. Clearly, currently, on the bench, they miss Evander Kane's energy. But the fact of the matter is, Evander Kane is not a defenseman. They had a record like this when Evander Kane got hurt. This is nothing new. This is not like some all being like they lost Evander Kane and their season flushed down the toilet. They've consistently went on the same with and without Evander Kane. Could his energy have helped, you know, build the team up, help not let them keep reeling and have give up goals in such quick succession, you know, two goals here, two goals there. I agree. But Evander Kane doesn't fix the defensive issues. Does he add more goals? Yes. And I do think they're the depth still like needs to show up i think dylan holloway what else is new guy got one shift with leon today i thought he played fantastic till he took that high sticking penalty late in the game didn't see another shift until seattle scored on the empty net and it was 5-3 right like but he mean he's hanging on the puck he does so much more than yanmark like today yanmark got another assist so he's gonna stay up in the top six but yanmark's assist was what we got mad at tyson berry for in the bubble where it's like Okay, you tap the puck to Connor McDavid 80 feet away from the net, and the guy skates and does some insane work by himself. And Connor McDavid goes and scores, and Yammer gets his ghost bench assist, right? And he's going to stay in the top six because of that, and it's just so frustrating, man. This entire thing is frustrating. And if Kane, if, 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 I don't know what I'm going to do. If I'm going to run through a wall, if, if, if we get the quote, Kane, Evander Kane is like a deadline acquisition... I don't know. Dennis Avery, come up for something with me to do on Game Over. Because I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Give me a challenge. 41 of you guys watching right now. Only 17 likes. Please, guys, hit that like button. Let's at least try for the Tyson Berry 22. Thought he was good. Um, we'll aim for the Dylan Holloway 55 down the line. But, guys, please hit that like button. It means so much to me. I feel like a broken record right now. I'm just saying the same things because of the same issues with the same damn team over and over and over again. The Oilers are playing with the food more than a fussy toddler. Yeah, they're overpassing whether it's Leon Connor having horrible giveaways. And when you carry the puck that much, I know you're going to have giveaways, but it's just not acceptable. The defensive play from top to bottom isn't good enough. And I just believe that one impact from big or small, I don't want to see someone like Shen brought in. I want to see someone bigger on, on defense. I do believe uh, that would be more like help. I, if, if there's a small addition, I want to see it on forward. I want to see the, the Sam Lafferty or the Max Domi or, whoever as, as that small addition that to give the shot in the arm but where i believe that finally you need to push your chips in the middle and get that extra player is it is jacob chicken look at colorado they traded for devon taves did they trade two seconds they didn't give up a steve price's uh jacob chicken but devon taves if canada had an olympic team would be on that olympic team they traded for him sam gerard was a trade josh manson on colorado was a trade these guys the we have all these drafty guys. We can move them out just like Colorado. Um, Max Domi isn't small. Max Domi was traded last deadline for pretty much nothing, like a fifth-round pick. Does he get you a bit more this year? I understand he name-wise he's not a small addition, but I don't. Jacob Chicken is not a defensive liability, dude. Please go watch 
one Arizona Coyotes game. Go look at any metric. Please, I implore you. The guy on a horrible team is driving the defense. He's a, what is he, a plus, it was a plus 11 last I saw. He's probably more considering how much he scores too. He's effective on both ends of this. He's absolutely not a defensive liability. If he's a defensive liability, Darnell Nurse is a pylon. Like, because he's better, a lot better. And he makes half the money. It's the move you got to make. Avery's in the house. Dennis, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys being here. Uh, awesome. 18 likes. Means a lot. Uh, I've never never been that big on Max Domi. He's all right, but he's not a superstar. They don't need a superstar on forward. Like, they have a guy who's scoring at the pace of Mario Lemieux. Like, I understand, but I love them to have depth and equal contribution and look much more like, you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs forward group. Absolutely. But um, that's not the way Ken Holland constructed this team. Uh, I think we hope that players like McLeod and Holloway would contribute a little bit more, like, tangibly on the score sheet, which hasn't happened, even though they have been effective. Jesse Pugliarvi, I thought, had a decent game tonight, but he was kind of shafted. He didn't, he didn't play. He had a, some really good breakups of, uh, of, the, of the Seattle breakouts to get... He intercepted a Seattle breakout, sorry, to get the puck to McDavid, Hyman, but Martin Jones made saves when he had to. Um, the Seattle put him in a position to win. Um, but yeah, man, it's just upsetting. I, I, I don't know how I can keep doing this, coming on here and just saying the same old deal over and over and over again. Uh, Wenberg scores the empty net, and that was game. Um, but yeah, anything else that I had to say, I wrote down to see if I had to say. Um, yeah, I don't know. Remember to like, subscribe, comment, tell me if I'm wrong, tell me if you think I'm an idiot, tell me if you think I'm Nostradamus. I don't know. But yeah, Kane, hopefully, love to see it coming back soon. Ow. Next game, hopefully Dennis is back. How was CC not in my... CC played? CC was one of you guys that played good. Uh, Dennis will be back. Hopefully he feels better. 46 you guys watching now, please, we do not have anywhere near 46 likes. Let's just hit that Tyson Berry 22 before the stream ends. I don't even know what to say. This team's broken. Five in a row loss on home ice. It's, it's bad. It's not even like, I can't rant about Devin Shore. Devin Shore didn't play tonight. They put Leon Dreisaitl in, took Devin Shore out. You'd think that would make a difference. You really, you really think that wouldn't. The power play got a boost. The power play sure got a boost. That offside goal really sucked. Um, but yeah. Anyways, guys. Um, yeah. Have a great rest of your night. Try to at least. I'm gonna go cry myself to sleep. You others aren't making the playoffs at this rate, and sadly, Jeff. Sadly, 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 I agree. They need a change, and here's hoping. Ken Holland doesn't sit on his hands and gets to work because he's paid to do so. But with that, good night. Dennis will have Dennis and I hopefully will have the next game. I will see you all later. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.